as a network manager, you can't just become like mechanical about saying, okay, this number is high, do the X, this number is low, do X. You really have to understand why is this number important and how does me doing my job to op optimize this number improve my the brand's performance? How does this drive my company's stock price up? How does this make us get more customers? How does it help me my, make my job easier? And when you understand that and you really understand the levers that you're pulling, that's when you become successful. You can't be reactive consumer to that data. You have to really understand what it is and, and why that's important. And hello again, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of In The Know, a dispatch-powered podcast dedicated to highlighting the individuals and companies who create memorable, long-lasting customer experiences. It's my job today to dissect and understand how they're able to consistently wow their customers on a day-to-day -day basis. So we have a special episode lined up for you today. In fact, this is a first of its kind, a healthy roundtable discussion with our very own Sam Crowell Richard and Eli Rosen. We've called back these two guests because of their successful shows, how enterprise brands can be more like Amazon and the indicators of quality. So today we're discussing why network managers are so valuable, why they're bombarded with too much data, how they can affect customer experience, and how they can filter through all of that loud noise to find the right signal. As always, grab a pen, grab some paper, and please enjoy this special In The Know roundtable discussion with Eli Rosen and Sam Crowell Richard. Okay, so we are talking about network managers, and we want to know exactly who these people are, what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. Kind of before we go, I, I think it's important for us to put out on the ground, like have a definition. Who are network managers? What do they do? What does their day-to-day -day look like? And you know what? You guys are here because we're about to have a healthy discussion about this. So who are they? Um, so hopefully our listeners know that Dispatch is an enterprise software that allows you to um, have insights into what's going on in your third-party network of service providers. So we work with a lot of brands that have third-party networks of service providers that may not necessarily work under their arm. Um, they're not wearing branded t-shirts. They're not, you know, getting their W-2s from them. Um, but they do work for them in some capacity via contract or SLA or something like that. Um, so most of these brands, actually all of these brands, employ network managers. Um, network managers are the, the brand on the ground, essentially. They're responsible for keeping those contractors aware of changes that are going on with the brand. Um, they're responsible for making sure that contractors are meeting the, their SLAs, which are essentially promises that the contractors made to the brand. And oftentimes, they're also responsible for re recruiting new contractors into that network or building that brand um, on the ground where they're located. Um, a lot of times, these guys are actually located remotely from the brand. Um, a lot of times, they're dispersed state by state or territory by territory as well. So I'll throw this in your court, Eli. Why are these people valuable to the organization? As Sam was saying, what, really what their job is, is they're, they're, the challenge that the brands that they work for have is in managing a third-party network. And in managing that third-party network, they're there to help the brand keep their brand image consistent across all of their customer interactions. They're there as the first line of triage whenever there's an, a, ch a challenge in their area. And they're there doing all the hard work on the ground, uh, really making the brand successful in those in those areas. And so they're valuable in, because they're actually out on the front lines doing the important work for the brand. And they're also 
from dispatch's perspective, they're like our key stakeholders in delivering the value of what dispatch is to the contractors on the ground because they're the, the key like, point of interaction between dispatch our, our, as our company and the contractors that we work with. And so we really view the network managers as people that we, as our main conduit for communicating information to the contractors and also for gathering feedback and input and comments from the, from the contractors on the ground back to us. So if they're getting all that information, you know, the data between us and their contractors, they are essentially that pipe that keeps that information flowing from both sides. So what is all of the data that they collect? You know, I, I can imagine that it's a ton. So a network manager serves in a lot of functions. They work as sort of a what a startup people would call a community manager. Um, they're actually building personal relationships with contractors, but they're also essentially like actuarial scientists or actuarial data analysts. Um, a lot of them work with um, insurance companies or companies that, that sort of make their money in a way of uh, in like smaller in smaller profit margins. Um, so they're always working to sort of crunch numbers on cost. Cost is extremely important in the in, in the insurance industry, obviously, um, as well as you know any sort of warranty or things like that 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 you're receiving. Um, making sure that you're getting low cost services so that you can keep your overhead low is very important. Um, network managers have to crunch those numbers all of the time and understand how their market is generally performing against the data set that their entire brand is handing them as well. Outside of cost, what's also incredibly important is quality. So these these uh, these network managers are responsible for quality on the ground. Um, if you're employing a third-party network of service providers, you're going to have different types of quality across the board. Um, and there are different you know, standards of quality across the nation and you know, across regions. Um, so these network managers are responsible for keeping that sort of at an even keel and a lot of times they are using data to do that. They want to know how their, you know, people on the networks next door are performing. They want to know how their competitors are performing. And they also want to know how every single contractor that they give a job to is performing. So it's important for them to not only have good data, but also real-time data. Do they have too much data? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Who> doesn't? <laughs> I think, you know, there's, you always want to have data. You know, we are we consider ourselves to be in some part a data company, and we're always collecting data. The challenge is when you have too much data, you end up in a position of data paralysis, where you don't know what to do. You don't know what is the important data. What you know, it's it becomes that much harder to separate the signal signal from the noise. Um, it's like the classic marketing example, where if someone's in a grocery store and they see thirty-two different brands of or flavors of jelly, they're not going to be able to choose any and they're just going to walk away versus if there were just two flavors, they're going to end up picking one. And, you know, it's that, it's that decision paralysis is, is it happens in, you know, analysis paralysis. And when we, when a, anybody is flooded with too much data and too many different inputs, it just becomes paralyzing. And it's really important to, you know, as someone here, one of our, one of the guys that works here says, make the main thing, the main thing really emphasize the importance of this is the, these are the key data points that you should be looking at and really clear out all the rest of the clutter and focus. It's really important that, that everybody does this in their roles that we do it here. We challenge, we struggle with this challenge here. And I think the network managers struggle with it in their own work environments is 
separating out the volume of data and finding out what's the, the key and important data. So do you think that they actually understand that they have too much data in front of them? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think they anyone do. who has too much data realizes they have too much data. Yeah. We live in an industry where, well, in a world where the word big data gets people really excited, but not everyone really knows what that means. And not everyone is willing to either, you know, make decisions based solely on data and not gut feeling, or they're not willing to to really dig and find data points that might indicate something else. They they see data and they read it as they as they want to read it. There's also like a FOMO with data. Yeah. Like you don't want to like to say, okay, we have these hundred data points. Now I'm just going to cut it down to five. It's like, well, what about all the other data? Because when you don't know what is the important data, then you think that it's all equal, and then you're like, well, I don't want to lose all this because it's really important. And when you don't have a specific focus on specific KPIs, you you end up in that. So if you're a network manager and you have all of this data in front of you, you have over a hundred different data points. Like that that's crazy on a on a day-to-day basis. That's nuts. You know, we are here today to understand how these guys can take all of the noise that they're getting and find the right signals. So if you were talking to a network manager right now, what would you say to them uh, as far as you have all of this data in front of you, these are the pieces of data that you should be paying attention to because they're indicators that are going to allow you to create that better customer experience that everybody's trying to achieve. I think a lot about leading indicators um, in our industry in particular, a lot of people will take a look back at maybe the past year, the past six months, the past quarter. Um, and they're looking at data that they have no way to impact. Like this has already happened. What about the next quarter? What about the next six months? What about next year? How are you going to meet the goals that you've set out for yourself? Um, I, I think a lot about leading indicators um, and how contractor managers or network managers can actually use those to predict who in their network is going to do a good job and who they need to sort of lean off of. Um, I discussed in the last podcast some of the the leading indicators that we've seen. Um, the number of times that a contractor has to go to a home. Um, obviously, if you don't get your problem solved very quickly, something bad is going to happen um, with the with the customer. Um, another that we have found is uh, whether or not a contractor schedules within 24 hours makes a huge difference on whether or not the, the customer is satisfied. Uh, all things given, we've got a pretty substantial data set. Um, we find that the, the sooner someone schedules, the better. Also pretty obvious, but not necessarily super obvious. Um, Another one in terms of capacity that we've looked at a lot is reaction times from contractors and how quickly out they're scheduling. Um, But we have started looking at how quickly people are scheduling and how far out they're scheduling. So if you have a contractor in your network who's scheduling four days out with some regularity, he's got way too much pressure on him and he's not going to be able to provide a great experience for your customers. You need to take some of that pressure off of him and redistribute some of the jobs until he can get things under control. And that's strictly because four days is too long? Yeah, if you have an emergency, four days is not going to cut it for you. Um, and it also probably indicates a hiring issue um, in the service economy, I guess, in the in the service industry. Uh, we're getting a, a shallower and shallower pool of great technicians um, who can both do the job and show up to work, et cetera. Um, and we're seeing a, a big squeeze on service companies who want to hire great technicians, but who are just having a hard time finding people with the skills. Um, so we're definitely seeing uh, some capacity issues there, too. 
Recently, we've started working with some awesome service companies that have entire call centers spun up to, to really jump on problems before they happen. Sometimes this is down at the rep level. Sometimes it's a call center somewhere um, in the middle of the country. Um, these guys are actually counting, you know, they're getting reports from dispatch on how many um, appointments uh, a customer has had of that contractor in that home and, you know, whether or not one of those jobs has been scheduled within 24 hours and whether or not they've been waiting um, and that status hasn't been given back to them um, so that they can preemptively call this customer and let them know that someone's going to either get reassigned to their job or that they're they're sorry and they're going to give them a better experience. And this is not what they should expect from that brand. And they've seen you know, a lot more customer engagement. They're proactively reaching out to customers who might be angry, who might leave them a one-star rating, who might go on Yelp. Um, and rate their business poorly, and they're actually seeing um, much better results from this sort of predictive sort of re- outreach rather than having to react to someone having a bad experience. Yeah. So, so how does that relate to the health score, like the predictive side of things? Yeah. So there's there's the predictive part where you want to try to predict something what's what's going to happen, but you also want to understand like what's the health of my network, and you want to say how good are companies in a certain region or if a certain service type at X and Y at how, how good are they at their time to schedule or their what are their ratings typically like? And so when you're able to create a health score, you can get a view of um, when you create a health score, you can get a view of essentially like the health of your network and the health of each contractor. And then then you're not just someone who's responding to individual inputs and you're not just saying, oh, this is a problem, this is a problem, go to respond to it. You can actually say, let me take stock of all, all the contractors in my network and let me see who's where the bright spots are and let me see where they're where they're doing really well and let me see if there are other contractors who aren't maybe doing as well there and I can put them together and have them teach each other or I can say I look at my health score and I see of these five indicators this guy's doing really well on three or four let me go talk to him and say like I have another contractor in the same area who does the same volume and looks just the same but they're doing poorly on those indicators let me let me as a as a network manager go out and say okay what what are you doing differently than this guy? Help me learn so that I can go to the other contract and help them get better. And if you're managing everyone, not just to the individual like alerts or to the problems, but looking at things holistically from that, what is the overall health of at the contractor level? Then you look at it in the regional level. And then as a brand, you say, how's my brand doing at a, at a, a global level? It just helps you, it helps you cut costs. It helps you deliver a better experience. It helps the the reps the, the network managers themselves spend more time doing the, the work that they that they want to do i i want to hold you up right there you said something interesting about experience and i've said this in every episode i think i'll probably say this in every episode moving forward but this year 2017 the companies that are going to win are the companies that prioritize customer experience. And they're the ones that have customer experience as a major KPI for what they measure. And so with all of this data coming in and, and you know, as a network manager, having the right data and understanding what they're looking at and why it's important, how does that help them create the, the memorable customer experiences that the brand is ultimately trying to achieve? Because like I said, that's going to be the main difference between a winner and a loser on the business side. Yeah. I mean, ultimately what the brands, what the brands are trying to do is keep their customers happy. And the challenge that they have in managing a third-party network is the people who are doing the work don't work directly for the brand. And so you really have limited a control over everything from like what they wear to 
who shows up and when they show up and how they act. And if you, when you, when you lose that control and you don't know what's happening, you, you can't actually improve your experience. You can't improve your customer experience. And when the customer at home sees a, a guy come to the door, they don't necessarily realize that it's, oh, this is Joe's plumbing versus this is the brand that I'm trying and I'm getting work done by. And so you're not able as a brand to understand what your customer, real customer experience is like, and you don't have any levers to try to improve it. So when you're collecting this data and you're looking and one of your leading indicators is customer satisfaction, then you can dig down at the organizational level and say, okay, which, which contractors out there are doing this work and which, one of them, which ones of them are providing that, that good customer experience. That, this gives you much more, that data empowers you to act and to say, let's build this contractor up because he's doing a great job. Let's help this other contractor who's not delivering that experience that we had hoped for and let's help them become better. And so by putting this data in the hands of the people who are on the front lines, that helps the brand become better and provide that more consistent experience that they're looking for. So I, I agree with everything that you just said right there. And it does seem like a large cultural change, or, or at least just like a mindset change. And sometimes that's not very easy to just change within a large organization, regardless of its size. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it just changing one person's mindset takes a lot of effort. But how should network managers go about changing that mindset to put their customer experience hat on and have that be a driving force of all of the decisions that they make? Well, network managers are they're impacting the brand at a hyper-local level. Um, they, they might have an entire market, which could be a large metropolitan area. They might have an entire state. They might have a tri-state area. Um, shifting, that to, shifting that mentality to data um, really helps them spend their time wisely. So these guys, they have relationships with contractors. They might have 20-year relationships with contractors. They might know who their children are, et cetera. But they only get so much time with these contractors. Um, if they know where the contractor is performing well and where the contractor isn't performing well, they they actually just have the 15 minutes of talking points right there. If they have the ability to just send the contractor a quick email um, with a chart and just some some best practices and things like that, they're going to be able to save so much time and they're going to be able to go out and do some recruiting for contractors when their their network's low and they need to add some um, contractors to take on the level of work. They're going to be able to handle customer issues and complaints much more quickly um, and they're going to be able to handle more of them. So they're sort of going to be able to make themselves a little bit more powerful with data and to make themselves more data driven. And I mean, if they're not getting data from their contractors, they should probably start leaning into this, into contractors that are giving them that data and who are opening themselves up because for the brand, the only face of that brand is the contractor who comes into their home. And that contractor, as Eli said, doesn't even work for that brand. So that territory manager or that network manager is extremely, you know, important because they are actually recruiting and coaching the face of that brand every single day. So to piggyback off of that, Eli, off air, you were calling network managers mini CEOs. And, uh, and, and I like that term. And I would love for you to actually quickly just go through and, and explain that. What do you mean by that? And, and how does 
a network manager being this mini CEO, how does that at the end of the day affect the overall organization's customer experience? I mean, when you look at what a territory manager has to do, like I, I, I view their role as a, as a CEO, like they have to take this high level view of their essentially what is like a business in their area. So as a network manager, I am responsible for a certain service type in a certain location and I'm responsible for all the inputs there. So I have to go recruit all the contractors. I have to make sure that they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm trying to manage costs. I'm trying to manage customer happiness. I'm triaging all of these problems as they come up. I'm preventing customer churn. Ultimately, as a, as a brand, I'm trying to keep my customers and I want them to keep renewing uh, with, my, with coming back to my brand. And so they're, they're responsible for that, uh, that customer experience. And so you're managing all these different inputs and you're not just doing one job. You're not just, okay, I'm going to go talk to contractors today. You're, you are, you're the one that's being held responsible for the success of the brand in this specific location. And you're, you're constantly trying to manage this, this ever-changing business, essentially. And so the customer experience for a network manager is almost an indicator for them of how well they're doing in running their, this, this business of theirs. Because if their customers are happy, if they're giving good ratings, if their uh, customers are happy because their technicians are showing up on time and they're providing the experience they thought they would provide, this is a very powerful tool for them to evaluate. Am I doing a good job at the high level? How are things going here? So it, you can look at it in the you know individual, the health score level of like, how am I doing on these individual KPIs? How am I doing on arrival time and time to schedule and um, all those compliance metrics? But you can also look at it as how happy are my customers? And the more that we can do um, to improve that customer happiness, the better off it is for everybody. The better the experience is for the customers, obviously, the brands benefit. It makes the network manager's jobs easier. And that's ultimately like what Sam and I are here for is to try to make the, networks, the network manager's job as easy as possible. And to sum all of this up, it's essentially having this dashboard of the right data in front of you that is giving you the right information at the right time that's allowing you to make these right decisions. It's, it's that dashboard. And I think, I think on top of that, it's like the why behind those numbers. It's understanding why is this number important? So we didn't just, Sam didn't just come up with like four random numbers of like all the things that we looked at. It's when we look across our entire network of all the different brands we, look, we work with, all the different service types we serve and all the different customers, we see that these four or five metrics are the ones that consistently deliver and can predict and can you know, give us back information of how well, uh, how happy the customers are and how well the contractors are doing. And so as a network manager, you can't just become like mechanical about saying, okay, this number is high, do the X, this number is low, do X. You really have to understand why is this number important and how does me doing my job to op optimize this number improve my, the brand's performance? How does this drive my company's stock price up? How does this make us get more customers? How does this make us, how does it help me my, make my job easier? And when you understand that and you really understand the levers that you're pulling, uh, that's when you become successful with data. It's not about, you can't be just a, a reactive consumer to that data. You have to really understand what it is and, and why that's important. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our very first roundtable discussion. Thanks for coming on. I know we'll have many more of these with you guys in the coming weeks and coming months. So thanks for joining. This was a great one. 
If you're a network manager or work with one and want to learn how you can refine your data to better improve your efficiency, head over to the Dispatch blog. That is blog.dispatch.me for all the proper links and information. Remember to subscribe to In The Know on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you like this episode, please write a review on iTunes. And as always, thanks for joining. And guess what? We'll see you next episode.